Welcome back. My next guest is Nestor J. Aparicio, always bringing a noise from parts unknown. You'll never know where this man is all over the globe as he loves to travel. But, Nestor, big story broke as you and I have been talking now for over a year. Lamar Jackson finally tagged by the Baltimore Ravens. Well, and not just tagged, right? The, the non-exclusive hmm. versus the exclusive. You and I got into some of the esoterics of all of this. Um, so much happened in the first two hours like it happened at 3 30 whenever it was and i text luke and i'm like you want to do a segment right now he's like ness i really want to think about this i want to like i want to examine because i don't want to be knee jerk about it because i hadn't really thought so much about it the thing i didn't think about and it took me into the over and it took me till dinner time i got on the yoga mat i got off got a little fa fresh mm. from over the east side of town and i thought about things and i did some more reading and i thought I didn't put the Colin Kaepernick collusion part of this. I didn't factor that in last week when you and because we just think they're on the up and up. I mean, they got gambling now. They and then you go back to like, hey, Ness, why don't you have a press pass? They're not on the up. They don't have any integrity. Oh, what about the cheerleaders? Oh, what about John Gruden? Oh, what about Rob Robert Craig? Oh, what about the flaky? What about any of these things? The thing they hate the most is giving the players money. And they hate the players association above and beyond any war they have with each other because Pittsburgh and Baltimore, they love each other. They all get together and count their money. The real war they have is with the players association who's out to get their money, right? They're, they're, they are the, 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 the robber barons, right? And guaranteed money. Oh my God. It's almost like, you know, all of these taboos we've ever had in the world, right? Um, I didn't consider the original sin. I didn't consider like <laughs> Arthur. We're going to be making some moves with our quarterbacking position. I'd, I'd really appreciate it if you didn't, you know, if you, we're all partners, right? I mean, <laughs> you, you know, so I didn't consider what everything that happened from the time I got thrown out of the owner's meetings, cocktail party last year, seeing Steve Bishotti a little distressed that day and talking so much about Deshaun Watson the next day that, Oh, 49 weeks later, suddenly the Falcons don't need a Lamar Jackson and the Carolina Panthers wouldn't need a Lamar Jackson. And the saints don't need a Lamar Jackson. They already got a Derek Carr. So I don't know what to make of this, Dennis, but I would, the one thing I didn't have on my dance card was he'd be more internet popular than he would be owner popular in regard to who wants to employ him and who wants to guarantee him money for whatever reason, legitimate or not. Well, that's because the internet um, people don't have to go and escrow 200 plus million dollars, right? They don't have to do that. And Steve Bishotti or someone else does. I don't think it's, well, is it collusion? I think there's always some form of collusion by the owners, but there's also some collusion by the players and uh, and the NFLPA, right? The, the, and this is the CBA that the players ratified. Let's not forget that. 
Also, Derek Carr just got himself a four-year deal with only $100 million of it guaranteed. And going backwards, Russell Wilson didn't get a fully guaranteed contract. Neither did Kyler Murray, Nestor. So I don't know how everybody can all of a sudden scream collusion, although there may be a, a form of that. But uh, when it comes to Lamar Jackson, the last three contracts post the Deshaun Watson mega deal haven't been fully guaranteed. I guess I just didn't take into consideration just how not not just how business oriented these men are, but how united they usually like to be, whether it's in beating up Al Davis, beating up Art Modell, moving a franchise, not moving a franchise, orchestrating Stan Kroenke to L.A. and not caring what the bill is. You know, what, whatever it is, they can write a check for it. The one thing, and you and I have talked about this at length, is they always will look to suppress labor costs. And that is at the heart and the soul. It's the most important thing they can do to be profitable is to toe the line. And... The baseball owners got in trouble for that, as I remember uh, back when I went on the radio 30 years ago. Um, To your point, there's always some level of sharing of information. The agents do it. It's, you know, we now have tampering periods. We've gone beyond what tampering is. We've accepted tampering as part of this. Tamper was the word I use when five teams throw out their bunkies that yell, Get the dog off of our hydrant because, like, we're not, we're not, we're not in for two thirty-two. We're we're out. We're out at that level, and that brings us full circle, uh, Dennis. Because I definitely, I want your thoughts. It's your show, but we're going to run this all weekend, and it's sort of first blush. You and I'll get together next week. We have more thoughts, and maybe there'll be more that shakes out of it. I found it fascinating how much PR above and beyond Chad Steele that was going on around the league in regard to. We want him. We don't want him. We're in. We're not in. That's from ownership. The owner sent a text to a reporter, like figuring out where all the sources came from and what's true and what's not, because nobody's going to say they're in on him. And Eric clearly talked to some people last week and then did this. And it's something you talked about, maybe more than anybody else I knew, the non-exclusive tag. And the amount of money that they've uh, allowed themselves to not have to cut players this week on behalf of a player they might not keep. Sure. Really complex, isn't it? It's really, really complex. It is, but I'll defend the collusion theory in this regard. If I'm the owner of the, if I'm Arthur Blank, if, if I'm Arthur Smith, the, the coach of the Atlanta Falcons, I've got a young quarterback and Desmond Ryder, Ryder, whatever his name is. I don't want to have freaking out that we're going to bring in Lamar Jackson. So I, I do think that these clubs, although they made statements, they're not interested. Doesn't really mean that they're really not interested, right? From a strategic standpoint, I wouldn't want to signal to my position that I'm going to go hard after Lamar Jackson. Uh, there was, there's, there's some smoke there between the Falcons and the Ravens, uh, as, a, as, an, as an example. So to me, well, that's why the Falcons peed on it right away, right? They did. For a lot they, of but, reasons. For a lot. For every reason you just mentioned, for every reason, they said, right. we have a quarterback. We're not of interested. Of We're not interested at that level. Right. Of course. Why would you want to signal if your intent is to go up to Lamar Jackson? Why would you want to signal that, Nestor? But I think the good thing for the Ravens is in life and business, we try to control the controllables. The controllable is this. Now they're on a hook for $32 million potentially for Lamar Jackson, which means they have to restructure. They have about a week to restructure some contracts, cut some players. 
it's it's a far cry from the $45 million tag. So the Ravens have to move forward, and they're moving forward, uh, whether it's going to be with Lamar Jackson or not. The wild thing in this whole situation, Esther, is does he ever sign the tag? Uh, he doesn't have to sign the tag. That's that, that's the one key element. He can sit out the entire season, and he is that guy that would actually do that. And if I'm the Ravens, that's what scares me the most. That's why if they can get somebody on the offer sheet and whether they, they sign it, um, they take the two first. But unless Lamar Jackson signs the offer sheet, they're stuck, stuck in the mud. If they get two first, they're a bit of a laughing stock. But there's a point where Correct. you and I have talked way off the plank for Luke. Right. You know, and we've and it's been beautiful having Luke because it's really we we just disagree. And I own a business, and you run a business, and like there's a there's just a different fans think whatever. I mean, God, I see all sorts of crazy stuff. Oh, Somebody was <laughs> quoting John Harbaugh's quotes about Tyler Huntley and how great he just crazy uh, stuff. But uh, but and what people are willing to believe and what they legitimately could believe given everybody's playing PR every it's almost like watching Fox news and watching CNN and my, you know, everybody gets exactly an right. opinion and they get in on, on it wherever they are, wherever they are in it, they get dug in. And the, the, the biggest issue for me has always been, where's your heart? Does he want to be here? And do they want him here? I think there came a point where they felt like he didn't want to be here and then they didn't want him here. And I, I will stick with that until the point they give me wet ink on a $165 million yep. guaranteed deal for him. And Steve Bashotti puffs on his cigar and says, we won the bluff. We love that kid all along. I, if that happens, then God bless him. I don't have any hint that they're in love with the kid anymore. And Taking two ones back and Eric slinking off and saying, yep. we didn't get the deal done later on, putting out one of their bunkies to write the hit piece when Lamar's quarterbacking in week three saying Lamar wasn't happy here. And that's what we did. We needed to make a move because we didn't feel he was happy here and that they're going to blame it on the kid. That, that's what they're going to do if, if, they if there's a divorce. That's what I see. So you got to have a crystal ball. I could sit in the middle at the middle of the highway and say, well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm reading tea leaves here because it's what I've been paid to do for 31 years. In the old days, I probably would have a better idea. Maybe not at this level because they don't want anybody to know anything, to your point. Nobody wants – this is too – this is um, incendiary. You know, I mean, it wasn't a couple of hours after it was released – now there's what's really going to happen. And if he comes back with $145 million of guaranteed money, which is legitimate from Atlanta anywhere after Derek Carr got his money the other day and other guys yep. are, and everybody's waiting. I mean, Herbert and Burrow, those guys are waiting in line. Whatever the number will be that he will accept and say, that's a good tax situation for me. That's a place I can win. Yes, I'll take that deal. And to your point, and sign the franchise. We don't know who the hell he's even getting on the phone with now. I mean, like right. all of that structural part of how a deal can possibly happen when he doesn't have an agent, right? And what smoke signals and PR people and legal people and owners and how do you get to an owner to negotiate a deal if you don't – all of that. Where we will be if the Ravens just take two ones and roll, I, I, that, that would well, speak for itself. It really would. And well, let's keep about. in mind, let's keep in mind, if the number is 145, the Ravens would have to match the offer. They would not let him go 
for an extra 12 million bucks over their supposed highest offer, as far as we know. So they would have to sign him. And the, the question then becomes, does he show up or does he sit out? He still holds all the keys to the castle. He can hold this franchise up for a long time. If he sits out, that cap number still counts against the Ravens. It's on the books. Well, anybody that wants him on the cheap for draft picks, if you feel like I love that kid and I have to have him and I need a quarterback and they all wanted Watson, right? Like all of them bent over which for is, that which criminal, is insane. right? Insane. And now none of them want Lamar, right? At least in the public mm. eye and, you know, the first night that getting Lamar and the Ravens get two ones and you get Lamar at market, whatever market is, you get a, you got a franchise quarterback in a box, right? Who hasn't played in the playoffs, who hasn't played the last like all of the check marks and all of the send out stupid tweets, what, you know, whatever it is. Right. But you get the kid, you love the kid, you bring him in, you give up two ones. Is that a bargain? I don't even know. I mean, I, you know, it is to the buyer that loves him. It feels like the Ravens got fleeced. A little bit. Maybe said the farmer, but keep in mind, if 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 interest in him uh, upticks, whether publicly or privately, Nestor, the Ravens can also ask for additional compensation. They can ask for two ones plus a player or two, uh, whether it's the Buccaneers or giving up one or wide receivers or. Yeah, we'll walk away. Uh, right. You give us another uh, deal. We'll walk away. He's yours for yeah, 145. He's yours. And, he's right. yours. Okay. Yeah. The Otherwise, Panthers. he's ours because right. we love the, him long time and we've told everybody right. we love him. And I saw love Eric and John time. tell me we loved him last week. We still love him. When, like, when's the last time you saw Isaac Newsom uh, give on a, a radio interview? When's the last time we saw that? I thought that was very strange. He appeared. What was in that morning. about? Yeah, I saw you. He appeared on the Bernie Kosar show. He was he the had, old teammate, though. Come on now. Yeah, but still, but still uh, up out there giving an opinion on Lamar Jackson publicly. Um, the Wizard of Oz making an appearance like that, a public appearance was was. Uh, has it was almost like the great wizard making an appearance in general. Like he did. It, in was, the it was like, OK, they're bringing out the big guns now. They're the super big gun, right? The the great had us won two Super Bowls who's beloved. And, and was he used by the owners, by ownership to say, hey, this isn't collusion. This is we're, we're putting uh, the great Ozzy Newsom out there on the front line to take live questions from Bernie Kosar. It's not like Ozzy would ever lie in a negotiation or anything. Never. Right? Just Never. talk to every any agent ever who hated Ozzy, which was yeah. most of them. You know, they Just, all hated Ozzy. Ozzy was not popular among agents because he was tough. Of course. Of course. Because he, he would was. say right player. Right player, right, right price. price. Right price. He's still and he saying say, right player, right hey, price. You know what Ozzy would say? You know, I got a deal done with everybody. Ray's here, Suggs here, you know, whoever. Yeah. You know, the guys we've wanted to have a deal done with, we got deals done. Oh, yeah, you know, and the guys we didn't. Uh, let, let, let's see. Gary Baxter, we didn't get done. Let's see here. Uh, Edgerton Hartwell, uh, Bart Scott, you know, it's, it's a handful. We have no problem walking away from the player, right player, right price. That was offensive to a lot of people in the it same was. way that you predicted. My God, they're going to tag this kid at thirty two million. He's going to be wildly offended. Wildly offended. You right? think you think his ego I took a shot? You think he was shocked? He was expecting the exclusive tag, if not the guaranteed contract. You don't think he Eric explained either. this to him and the players association explained to him that he's probably going to get the non excuse because they don't want to cut more players. They didn't want to chop thirteen million dollars worth of players right. off There's the team. team issue, right? Of course, when the individual well, worried about his money, his bag, he's not worried about the team, right? He's not he's not worried about giving the team that took a shot at him a team friendly deal at this point, is he? He just wants the the most for himself, although he's left millions of dollars in terms of endorsements since day one because he doesn't have an agent. And, and this notion that, yeah, the NFL, 
NFLPA is backing them. You don't have an agent. You've got guys who are using you as a pawn to try to set a precedent uh, and a new norm for the NFL in, in, a term of, in terms of guaranteed contracts for quarterbacks. He doesn't realize that, that he's being used as a pawn by the NFLPA. Let's talk about him a little bit because we don't, you know, I mean, I've seen his tweets. I see where his attention is. To call him unsophisticated would be not cultured of me, but it doesn't, you know, I don't see any level of trust, big trust, right? And, and this goes back to, I don't think he trusts anybody, right? No. Like, you know what I mean? Like to give 1% of a $200 million deal for the expertise <laughs> or to even just say, look, bro, I'll give you, I'm going to give you a half a million dollars. Go make me a deal. Go make my best deal. I want you, I need to, let me sit down with 30 of you slime ball agents, all of you from Rosenhouse to all of you. I'm going to take a month of my life and have dinner with every one of you to see if I like any of you, to see if any of you people I can trust. Can I trust Jay-Z? Can I, is there somebody mm -hmm. I can call to trust? I think he trusted the union, right? In the end of all the, his mother, Eric DaCosta, Steve, people he wouldn't and probably shouldn't trust, right? I mean, I can tell you right now, you shouldn't trust Eric DaCosta, Steve Bashotti, or John Harbaugh. I can tell you that, right? I promise you, you can't trust them. I'm, I'll make that pronouncement. I've had a, a personal experience of it. So, but you have to trust somebody. You have to trust somebody, right? Like, and he hasn't trusted anybody. So I, I do think... In this case, he trusted the union and I don't mm. for better, for worse. He who's he trusting? He's oh. got to be listening to somebody. He's not just cozied up with hey. his girlfriend, reading things on the Internet. I don't think maybe he's not that sophisticated enough, but I haven't seen him walking out of an office anywhere with an agent. I haven't seen any agent say in any way be linked to him in any way to help him. There's been a lot of people that go out on the internet and say they want to help and yeah. whatever, but this is a fundamental it's about this kid. He doesn't trust anyone. And I don't, to your point, he would already have more money in the bank. He'd have a deal. He'd be in cash. Yes. He'd be out with his girlfriend in Fiji, having a good time, studying his playbook, getting to know Todd Munkin and trying to win a championship. And instead he's fighting for money. He would have already probably had, but I don't, I don't know. And again, I think these guys are sleaze balls, these owners. And for whatever it's worth, they're looking to suppress him. But I also understand this, and I've said this, and I haven't said this in a long time, and I said this a lot in the 90s before I even understood it. I mean, I owned a business, but I didn't have hard times. Until you have hard times, you don't understand. I don't think, you know, it takes 30 years of running a business, but every single free agent that's ever been signed in the history of sports, somebody overspent for that player. At every point, it's who offers the most. Maybe there's been more cases where people take a team-friendly deal because they want to stay where they are. But in every case of leaving a franchise and making the family decision to do that in sports, it's always been about Steinbrenner's nuts. He gives them too much. You know, it, it, they're Haslam's nuts. Somebody is always – and that's that's the game, right? I mean, that's – no offense to selling cars or radio time or anything else, but – <laughs> that that is the game, right? The the game is try to get your best deal, right? And and that's at the heart of this that players association thing, and the the big picture of me thirty years ago reading Lords of the Realm and living through a baseball strike, and and the the battle drums of the money. 
he's gotten swept up in this. Like, right? I mean, to some degree oh. that he hasn't been protected because he hasn't had his own guy. Well, who's got the deal here, right? The Ravens had him for five years for what, $35 million? Are you kidding me? Who's got the be- who's got the, the better? Bank. Yeah, they they robbed the bank, got in the playoffs, right? Had had the best team on, until they ran into the Titans, right at home. But there was a, a report a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, where it came out that perhaps there was a shoe company that that backed off doing a shoe deal with him because he didn't have an agent. So of course he got on Twitter like, "What are you talking about?" But my point is, where is the shoe deal? Right. He should have had a shoe deal by now. Had he had an agent, he would have had a shoe deal, a car deal, an insurance deal, all these all these different type of deals. He would have made himself over one hundred million dollars, I would think, just in endorsements alone the first five years, Nestor. And all he has to show for it is thirty five million and whatever he kept off of that. How much did Baker Mayfield? How much did he put in his? How much did oh. Robert Griffin? And that's a different era. It was t- 15, you know, 10 years ago. Right. A lot more like, money. L- like well, when you get drafted one one. Dennis. You played daddy to that kid all last summer and told him not to play. Every time you and I got together twice a week, yeah. you told him, don't play for $23 million. You're leaving $20 million on the table right here, right now. And Eric sat with him last year and told him that. Eric's like, look, this really isn't about guaranteed money. If you sit upright, you're, if you really want to make a billion dollars, you're going to have to go win football games. You, you know what I mean? If you want to get the next $700 million, you better go win some games, and I'm the guy to help you win games. I I build players around you. I'm in for you. Here, here's 118, 130, whatever it is. It's 48 million a year. You're gonna make 23 this year. You're 25 ahead before you even walk on the field. Last exactly year, right? You That's would have exactly been there. Right. And and everybody said we'll get more next year. Okay, if you don't get hurt. You got hurt. But, get in Trump, but, Cincinnati. Like all of these things oh. have happened, and he's unright. He doesn't trust any. I just go back. He doesn't trust anybody. I he don't trust himself to play on a on a Chumps twenty three million dollar year contract. I mean, come on now. You got you've got to be kidding me. A player of his caliber with his resume with his twenty nineteen MVP award, not knowing he's going to miss the last four or five games of the 2020, uh, 2022 season. And when he went down in that game against Denver and clutches knee nester, I thought, just like everybody else, horror of horrors. He blew out all three ligaments. He's done. He'll never be the same. And luckily, it was the PCL. But still, all these hits he's taken the last five years. And, and, and well, now, how did he help his negotiating stance by twittering he, he how bad did. his injury was? He did. How did that help him? He didn't. Well, he was trying to say, look, I'm really hurt. I'm not traveling with the team because I'm really hurt. I'm, I'm rehabbing, which to me was 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 a crock. And I know Harbo came out last week and said, defended him. But how can you not be in Cincinnati to cheer on your teammate from the bench, from the sideline on the playoff game as a as a face of the franchise, as a leader of the team? He you should be sitting the in the owner's box next to Steve Bishotti holding the towel, sitting down because his knees somewhere, are bad, right? Right. Somewhere. But like, you're with the team. You're with the team. With a knee brace, whatever, with crutches, but on a sideline, waving a towel, cheering him on, giving advice to to, to uh, Huntley, Tyler Huntley, right? That's wearing a headset. You, wearing a headset. Yeah, wearing a headset, being involved, engaged. You're still under contract. Well, maybe he wasn't at that point, but I mean, uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> this, maybe this his agent is, told him that. Maybe the this, Players this, Association told him uh, that. The, this thing is fascinating, and, and just when you thought it couldn't get worse, it's gotten worse. They're not the Ravens as an organization aren't any better off. And the funny thing is, is the fan base. They're freaking out. I don't understand why someone can't be a, a Ravens fan and also a Lamar fan. It seemed like most people wanted the other. 
they're, they're back on the Ravens or they're back on the organization. I'm back on both. I wish them both well, no matter what they do. It's do business. you think he can come back here and play? I mean, you and I have been on the on the plank about him being gone. Do you think? Of course, I do. That, that Eric and John and Steve want to give him 150 million and have they him come have back to. here and be not fully happy. They may have to just to save face. Let's say he doesn't get an offer. Let's say his best offer is 125. I mean, somebody's going to have to eat crow around here, either him or the Ravens or both. It could or be unhappy. He gets 191 a guaranteed in Atlanta, and that's enough for him. And it's way more than the Ravens are going to give him. And the Ravens get two picks, or they pull back and get a linebacker out of it, or they don't need a linebacker, but what, whatever. Wide receiver, <laughs> a cornerback. <laughs> but they've got to resolve it. it. It's it's in everyone's best interest to move this thing forward very very quickly, because my fear is he doesn't sign, he sits out, which would be terrible for him and the team. He hamstrings the team with all that all the, with all that dead cap space. And he and he get, becomes a year older, and a year play, players don't age well. We saw that with Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell taking a he year off. He doesn't know that he's a young player. He doesn't well, know he, that. He doesn't know players don't age well. You, you think the players' association are telling him if you don't get the right deal set out? That would be horrible. That would be the, the worst advice they could ever give him if they care about him, which they don't care about him. Yeah, I just keep thinking about the twenty-five million he left on the plate last year, got last hurt, year. and last now. Year. We're looking at it and just saying, right. wow, you know, well, see, I, and, and if you and I are his agent, we're, we're, we're sticking that to the Ravens. We gave you all a $25 million discount a year ago, right? Make that up to us and then some. We showed you good faith. The player showed up. Yeah, he missed the OTAs, but he was there. He was there for training. He was there for everything. Okay. He hurt himself. He got hurt. So where's your commitment back to him? His goodwill was, was leaving, like you said, $25 million on the table last year. Where's the Ravens goodwill back to him? Well, we're going to find out, um, you know, and, and I don't I don't know where this ends, but I find it very, very it would be very awkward for him to come back and play. I mean, I really I believe that. And I believe given the sensitivity of this kid over the course of time and this, like all of what's transacted here and not showing up in Cincinnati with, you know, like all of that, that gonna be bad. That, that they would. Just it's decide gonna be- they're going to give him $45 million a year the next four years and that, that they can rely on him, that they can count on him. And I don't know that John and Eric and Steve would uh, feel that way right now. Can they that's count? True. It's going to be very ugly. He's his own agent, right? So when, when, when whoever the GM is from the Panthers or the Falcons says to him, you know, Carr, Derek Carr just got $100 million guaranteed. Russell Wilson got X. Um, Colin Murray got X. And he's going to say, well... Deshaun Watson got Z. Well, you're not getting Z. You're getting X. What do you think his mood's going to be like if that's going to be what he faces going forward? As you mean agent. in Atlanta or wherever? Whatever. Somebody's As- going to underwhelm him, and he has to yeah. going to come in and have to look overwhelmed. Not yeah. overwhelmed. But, so who but- does he complain to? The NFLPA said, listen, guys, you guys told me I'd get my bag. I'm not getting my bag. Well, the owners are colluding against you. Okay, now what? I and mean, now I'm down in Flowery Branch with a bunch of idiots, right? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> now, now, now I'm recruited into some place where they didn't build the system for me. They think I am the system. Well, now, and now. It, but, does right, anybody now, think he's a savior? 31 well, teams passed on him five years later. Who is the owner that I keep saying this? Who's the owner, the GM and the head coach that are going to bet their career 
right. on this. I, I, I keep asking that. And in the early going, all the negativity that happened right after the tagging on Tuesday night, I just sure. keep saying, I don't know, but they all wanted Deshaun Watson last year. So these aren't normal people. But let's understand this. The Ravens deal, I would imagine, I would presume, is still on the table. If, if, if their best shot was 133 or 145 guaranteed, my assumption is that, that that deal is still there for him to compare with. And that's what it ha- And I'm sure that's what the Costa said when he flew down to Miami to see him. Listen, here's our best shot. Go shop it, you know. Go, go talk to 30 other teams and, and see what they tell you. And 16 are... are are off limits right off the bat because most of them have franchise quarterbacks and the other ones have a settled quarterback situation. You're down to about 16 teams. And then from those 16 cap, there's cap, there are cap space considerations, right? Et cetera, money considerations. So you're really down to the Falcons, the Panthers, the Colts, maybe uh, Buccaneers. So it's a handful of teams, only about five or 16 that can really make a play for him. Well, and then there's the other side of quarterbacks in this draft, right? Two, three guys. Yeah that you might like if, if you like one of them and the I Ravens, like well, the Ravens have historically not, you know, they, they took Joe Flacco. They took Lamar Jackson. They, they found guys that weren't, you know, uh, luck or Manning or, you know, one, the one best, burrow, the, the one, one, know? right. They've never drafted a one, one quarterback, right. They've drafted a well, one. They've never been that bad. They've never they've been never, bad they, enough. Thankfully, right? thankfully they haven't. Right. But they'll figure it out. Stetson, ben, Stetson Bennett looked pretty good at the combine. You love you some Stetson Bennett. You you love Todd Munkin. You you you're you're all about this new offense, aren't you? I am. I, I really am because they. What are you going to do with your Lamar jersey once he signs with the Falcons? What are you going to do with it? Oh, I can't. Speak. And, and hope he has. He continues on to a Hall of Fame career. So that way, that way, I hope he becomes the best quarterback of all time. What love jerseys do you have? He, t- tell me about your closet. I want to know. What, oh my what, God, man! I got. I got Joe Montana uh, from his uh, Notre Dame days, number three, and also number 16 with the Niners. Okay. Of course, I have the great Earl Campbell, number 34. I've got Lamar Jackson, number eight. I've got Terrell Suggs. I've got Ogden. I've got Reed. Um, I've got Ray Rice. I mean, I've got a whole lot of lot of uh, jerseys, I think. I looked at my jerseys the other day because I've had a lot of them, right? So over the course of time, and I've eBayed some off Robbie's yep. eBayed off some old hockey jerseys I had that were just I bought them at the uh, Hoshel Cones. You know, they were really nice and cool, but and all different. But I wore them Avalanche Panther, you know, old jerseys with my kid wearing them. So we got rid of a lot of that stuff. I have in my I have my Tony Gwynn mustard, uh, mustard and gold nice. Padres. I wear that and it's it's comfortable. I bought it in San Diego. It's modern. You can wear it without a T-shirt and it doesn't itch. Uh, I have a oversized, I wish it was in my size. My wife bought it on the internet years ago. Kelly Leak, Bad News okay. Bears. I have a Kelly Leak, okay. Chico's Bail Bonds. I have one of those. Um, right. You know, I have my own Ravens jerseys and whatnot and a, like a blast jersey that's mine. But like as far as other players with a name and me putting on a jersey with another name, the only one I own in my whole collection is Tony Gwynn. I have an Elvin Bethea with my name on it. Oh, very but good. I But I wanted to tell you this because like, you know, I get these belt buckles, right? And it's become a little bit like, I don't have any fun in my life, Dan. I'm just, you know, I'm thrown out of teams and like, you know, I, I go eat crab cakes. So like I collect these belt buckles and it got me onto eBay, right? I've never been an internet shopper. I don't buy anything on eBay. So, which is why if I come to get a car from you, I got to come over and drive it because I'm old, right? So I go onto eBay and I made the grand mistake two weeks before going to Houston to see Springsteen. I put in... Houston Oilers vintage just to see what would pop up, you know, just to see like 
What's out there? Because I have, you know, I have a Houston Oilers trash can, right? You know about this? That's new, news to me. Oh, hold on. Talk amongst yourselves for 20 seconds. I'm going to grab and pull. Hold on. <laughs> right here. Promote your show. Tell everybody what you got coming on your show. All right, man. Now, we'll, I'll tell you about some cars. I've got Coons Ford of Baltimore. We've got all kind of nice uh, cars, trucks, SUVs, the F-150, probably more, more F-150s than anyone else in the area. Super Duties. Got the Mach-E. The Broncos got all the hottest, latest and greatest vehicles here at Coons Ford of Baltimore. Lots of pre-owned, pre-loved vehicles, too, as we like to say. You know and, what you don't have at Coons Ford of Baltimore? You don't have the Houston Oiler. Original. Original. This is a trash, trash can. can. Okay, this I was like in my that. bedroom when I was, uh, you ah. know, when I was a young man. And, what a great-looking uh, trash can. So I had, like, I, everything with an Oiler Derek is great-looking, right? And yep. here's the thing. I mean, the Ravens, you know, I'm not running around with a purple bird on my head again while the owner is treating me in the fashion that he has, right? <laughs> so, I, you've been, I have, you've been, they pooped on your head long enough, haven't they? I've done that for 27 years. So yeah. I'm wearing things like Coons and the people in my family that support me, right? So, and, and window nation, and I've got lottery scratch off, you know, and sponsors and stuff. But I'm collecting these belt buckles and it's been fun for me. And my wife's like, why? I said, well, they're bright and shiny objects, right? Like we're all, we're human. Like it's like a shark, right? So the Euler logo and all of that Euler blue stuff is like a bright, shiny object to me, right? For the same reason anybody would want to collect whatever they collect old Ford Mustangs, right? I mean, like people collect things, right? So I've decided this Euler thing that I want to have a little Euler piece of my life and I have a whole box of all of my pom-poms, my helmet. I have Dan Pastorini's helmet from the 1973 season. You know how mm. I know it? It has the marks all over it of the colors of the helmets, and they played the Vikings that year, and it has purple all over it, mm -hmm. right? So it has seven in it, the number seven in it. So I have Pastorini's helmet. It was a, it was one of those short, you know, before they wore the mask. Yeah, yeah. So I have all these cool little trinkety things and cups and little – key holders and I had my old visa credit cards. I was an Euler Citibank visa credit card holder, 1988 getting wow. points. So I could get this with the 150 trash points, can. right. Sure, you know, sure, so I would sure. buy all, I have Euler turtlenecks and stuff. So I went on and I found a, first off, you can buy anything. It's the internet, right? I found a Warren moon white, in a medium, it's a store bought. It was a, you know, Apex One or whatever, whatever the Sandman, whoever's making, not a gamer, but one that would actually fit me. You know what I mean? Like I could, the Alvin Bethea is a game worn 64 with shoulder ah. pads. You can't wear it. You look, you, a, you look like, like a dress. You look like David Byrne in the Talking Heads video, right? Yes, you know what I mean? The suit's yes. too big. So I'm sure. trying to get something that where I could like fashionably roll through. You in something throwback that's Euler oriented. And um, that just speaks to my fandom and me being getting old and wanting, I don't need albums or CDs anymore, but I need some bright, shiny object beyond big screen TVs that are 199 bucks. You know, that's why I well, like all know, the toys in your car. Cause I need bright, shiny objects. You know, uh, we all, we all like the new shiny object, the new shiny penny. And that remains to be seen whether Lamar Jackson becomes that new shiny object for the Falcons, the Panthers, the commanders, maybe. Who knows? Maybe all that's these years uh, later, I still want that one and that Warren Moon, right? All the years not. later, that's what it's, I'm saying to you is that Lamar Jackson, that big eight that you got, and the night that he literally got drafted and you went online and you bought the jersey, like it is amazing that you could just move on and 
put on a, a Stetson Bennett hat and you'll just be real happy. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm all about the team, <laughs> the team, the team. And my most prized jersey is the Earl Campbell jersey. Uh, I'm missing some jerseys uh, that I'm trying to recover. Uh, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, there's a story behind that. But but right now, I do, I'm in possession of that wonderful Earl Campbell jersey. And uh, Does it fit you? Is it is it like you, you no, wear it? No, it's framed. It's framed. It's framed. It's, frame. oh, it's, it's framed. framed. Okay. It's signed. You know, it's autographed. The whole kit and caboodle. But, okay. Uh, but I, but I am missing quite a piece of my collection. We'll talk about that another day. I'm going to try another to get Earl time. Campbell on the show with you and me one day. Because that would, would be a thrill for me. I, I sat on his lap once. Earl. Man. And, um, you know, Lee Steinberg's I would, folks. I would, I would pin that interview, just so you know. If, if, we, if we get a chance to talk to Earl Campbell, I would pin. I wore number 34 because of him. In, All right. So, Dennis, college. I'm going to make full uh, admission to you as a sponsor and a friend. You know I've been half-assing it the last couple of weeks, which isn't – like I've been on vacation and in and out. Not, I haven't yeah. been fully engaged and like – but I came back. My dad's birthday it was on – you know, it's my vacation time, usually in February. I, I, I take a little time down. But I'm back on the grid now, and I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going full out to see go. if we can get the, ah. the, the, the Tyler Rose on the, on the program. The Tyler Rose – I'm telling you, man, I, I was 34, basketball, football, lacrosse, college – and high school, that was my jersey, no matter what. It looked good in football, not so much in, in, in basketball, 34. But Maybe uh, we could figure yeah. out a way to make a contribution to his charity and have him on or something like that. But I would love out. to do that. I, 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 I would give him a personal contribution to his charity. All right. Well, here, I'm on it. Thousand, thousand bucks. How about that? I'll, 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 put, I'll, I'll put it out there. Well, since I'm on your show here, and your show's on Thursday from 3 until 5, and it's Sunday morning, this is going to play. People are going to hear this, but – you know, look out, football. Here we come. Houston Oil. See, Ooh, I can still feel good one. about things. So I, that, that Warren Moon jersey was like 60 bucks, and the guy offered it to me for 35 and I didn't take it right uh. away. It's still there. Nobody's bought it. The other thing that I was going to buy, and this thing is so damn good looking that I don't even know how I, I don't buy it, to be honest with you. I, I'm gonna, I, I'll, I'll take you out to my eBay oh. page, and I'm going to show it to you. Because when you see – how good looking this this thing is. Um, I, I just want to show it to you because you love the Euler Derek as much as anything. This is on my watch list. Let me let me pull it up for you. Uh, here we go. I, I want you to tell me right now if this isn't the best looking thing that you've ever seen. And oh, I can't I can't I can't share. You're, I'll share it with you next week. Okay. okay. Do, do I have sharing privilege or do I not? I don't have sharing privilege. There is this beautiful blue. Oiler jacket with the Derek on it uh, and the red and white and it's a starter. Medium. What was the brand? A, yeah, yeah, hold on, it might be a starter. Hold on, it's uh. Was it a starter? Satin, the original. Uh, hold on, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Hold on here. Uh, jacket, jacket, heavyweight satin men. Oh, there you go. Satin style, vintage. It doesn't have a name in it. I'm gonna have to look in the tag. Let me see here. I think it's Apex One. I think it was an Apex One piece. It's beautiful. It says Oilers on the back. It's 85 bucks. And I'm thinking to myself, am I going to wear it? That's all I'm thinking. I'm going to wear it. I'm going to buy it today. I'm going to buy it today, Dan. You know what? The, the jersey I got the most comments on going to a football game was an original 1996 Eric Turner number 29 jersey. Uh, with the serifs on it. With the, with the yes. serifs. I bought that thing like a, I don't know. It had to be Dick Sporting Goods. It was on well, the Well, they only made track. two. They made a Vinny and they made a Turner, and then they made a Zyre a little bit. I know but that they but, didn't make players. Then Ray, but right. And this was a white jersey, beautiful with the original Ravens logo on it. And I, and I gave it away to one of my relatives. But when I used to wear that at the stadium, 
Uh, I remember one time Poe stopped me and just gave me the prayer sign and pointed to the sky. And uh, that was my most common jersey I ever wore. Okay, so Eric Turner was the second Raven I ever met, but the first Raven I ever interviewed. So on the day when the franchise came to Baltimore, um, Rob Burnett, myself, Scott Garceau, and Kevin Byrne dined. We dined at this really high-end place at the Harbor, uh, Dennis Hooters, um, that afternoon. <laughs> so, yeah. so They, they have was, good wings. Anybody, so Rob Burnett is my original friend, and I call him a friend because he is a friend. He means a lot to me, and we text each other often after Goose's death. Um, and he was very close with Goose. But Eric Turner, the late, great Eric Turner. Eric Turner was the first Raven to come to my studio. Eric wow. Tur- Marvin Lewis was the first person, coach. Marvin came into my studio right after he lost the Super Bowl with the Steelers. And Eric Turner came in because Kevin was trying to get PSLs, tickets. They didn't even have a name. I don't even know if they were called Ravens the day that Turner came into my studio. But Eric Turner came into my studio over at the Sheridan Hotel. I have the tape. I should, man, I should put that on the radio. That would, he spent an hour, hour and a half talking about Cleveland. He was an LA guy and I gave him a hard time. Kevin told me to give him a hard time about always having West coast time on his watch. His watch always <laughs> had West coast time. Cause he's a UCLA funny. guy, you know, That's funny. and Eric Turner was a beautiful guy. He was a beautiful guy. He was really, very well really thought, thought of. He, he really was. You know, I'm, t- I'm telling you for, for Raven's mascot to stop me and do the prayers, you know, he was very uh, highly thought of regarded. At the facility. I liked Eric Turner a lot. And uh, so that, yeah, you choked me up, Dennis. See what you do to me when I'm on your podcast? I want to see if I can get that jersey back. I think I have an idea. So You're making me go on right now and just buy these two damn things for 100 bucks and just get it done. (laughs) Because I want them. I keep looking at them. And remember this forever. I'm going to remember significant calluses. That's your quote for me. I want you to remember (laughs) bright, shiny objects. Because that's what you say. you know. That's what you, you know sell. what? S- send me the links. You know what? It'll be my my early Christmas gift to you. Oh be, no no no! I'm not happy to buy me. I'll no, be no, more no, than happy no, to buy them no, for no. you. Absolutely. I'm buying you a burger and fries in Beaumont, and you can get well, the fillet if you want. But I'm getting the burger just, and the fries. Just the get Beaumont. just get me Earl Campbell, and I'll, I'll be I'll be forever <laughs> grateful. And I will make a contribution to his charity. Absolutely would. I'm gonna. It's on my list this week. I have a okay. huge list because I told you I've, I haven't been lazy the last couple weeks. I've been working on some off the field issues, but I, I am back on the field and uh, putting crab cake tours together and doing all the crap that I'm doing. We're doing um the Terps game. We're going to watch that up at Hollywood Casino next week at Barstool. They're a new client of ours. So we're going to go watch the Terps and hopefully we'll have March Madness next. We've got a lot nice. of things going on. There's life before, during and after Lamar. There's more yeah. going on than Lamar. You know Absolutely. What I mean? All no. great stuff. Well, I appreciate you. Keep, keep doing great things. There he goes. Nestor J. Apries here here at 1570 AM. WNST will take a quick break and come back right after this.